Welcome back to Camino del Diablo, Path of the Devil. When I started this case, the very first encounter when I got to Yuma, Arizona, the name popped up right away of a sheriff, a sheriff by the name of John Phipps, telling me, confidence informants and other people, that he's corrupted. It took me several months later, I realized it was not true. It was all lies because he was targeting the Mirage organization, or he knew about them. He was looking into it. Quote, had good detail and humor mixed together. Makes for a good, quick read you can't put down. End quote. Very legend. Evil men don't understand justice. That's the focus of this podcast series. In this episode, Larry talks about some of the politicians involved and how they affected the outcome of his investigation. Corruption after corruption. Eventually after him, Jeff said, we got some information on a state representative of Arizona. This guy's talking to the Mirage Brothers, and he's been at the White House. That's a, a code name that we give when we say White House because the Mirazes lived in a miniature scale down of a White House down in San Luis, Sonora, Mexico. We know that Ed Pastor is the first Hispanic state representative of Arizona, and he's got ties in with the Mirazes. The private investigators said, Larry, you need to take a look at this guy. I don't want to take a look at him. I just got to Yuma. I want to keep things simple. Now, a representative, Ed Pastor, he did come up in the investigation. Not in an evil way. The book lays it out, one thing after another. Then it became the former administrator, Robert Bonner. He had no clue what the DEA agents and the agents on the ground was dealing with corruption. He had no idea. He was the former administrator of DEA. We worked together on the brother's investigation when he was a private attorney. This is after he left DEA. One of the private investigators, Randy Targuson, is going to talk a little bit about some of the information they were able to provide Larry for his investigation. Randy, what did you know about the politicians and the AUSA working with Larry on this investigation? What I knew was that Larry had sent some initial reports to Janet Napolitano. I attended some meetings there with DEA. Jeff attended some meetings. Even our boss, uh, Jerry Pierce, attended some meetings there. That's where we got a lot of the information I understand there were some meetings with the AUSAs in Phoenix where you talked about different things about your job working with Larry. What kinds of things did you talk about? So when we attended these meetings, it was mostly with John Napolitano's assistant in the AG's office. He's the one that gave instructions to DEA and said, if these guys bring you information, you can discuss that information with them, but you can't discuss things you develop on your own. We were straight across the board the whole time. Larry, from what I understand, you spent a lot of time visiting the AUSAs in Phoenix, Arizona. Tell us a little bit about those visits and about your work with Janet Napolitano. In late 1990, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm with the Assistant United States Attorney. We're talking about the Mirage Brothers, about the case in Yuma, Arizona, and San Luis, Sonora, Mexico. He said, Larry, you've got to be careful. Let's open up this case. Let's get started on it. And I looked at him and I said, you know 
that this brothers, they tried to kill two DA agents and they made many, many threats. They knew exactly what was going on with Keith Camarena from the telephone calls, from all the information that was going back and forth. I told the AUSA, the war on drugs? What war on drugs? Well, shortly after that, I met his boss, Janet Napolitano, United States attorney. And later, she became governor of Arizona. And, of course, after that, former President Obama appointed her home security. Yeah, I'm wearing a DEA shirt. Behind you, you see a DEA. That hat is from Colombia. I love DEA, but I hated the corruption. Hated bad. When Janet Napolitano came down to the office with her aide, her aide is telling me that he's been to the brother's home in San Luis, Sonora, Mexico. With Ed Pastor. I said, wait a minute. Did you know who the Mirages are? No. I said, do you know now? Yes. In the house, I call it the White House. It's a miniature scale down to the White House. But Janet Napolitano asked me. She said, Larry, what can I do for you? And I said, what can you do for me after all these years? And now you want to help me to end this case? She couldn't because I was getting ready to leave. It's getting ready to go to Bogota, Colombia. Not all the men and women are corrupted, but those few that are corrupted, they are destroying our way of life. Look what's happened today with all this corruption that we have. Everything is true. But for some reason in my career, I lost some good friends that were killed trying to protect our way of life, trying to protect our country. It makes me so disappointed in the politicians that I knew, that I looked up to. What did you fear most about working with narcotics in DEA. It doesn't fear me. What fears me is the corruption of our way of life. In the United States of America, everything is true. And I had a tough time to get this thing approved through the DEA. Thank you. This is the end of this episode of Evil Men Don't Understand Justice. We hope you will join us again next week for more true stories from Larry and Rin. You may also enjoy Larry's other books, Fighting My Greatest Enemy, Myself, Home is Never the Same, and Life's a Journey Between Heaven and Hell. These books can be found at pathofthedevil.com or larryrayharden.com.